Hey guys, welcome to the Friendship Fits special podcast episode. It's here on the general elections 2020. Yeah, and finally we come to the end of the whole whole elections era and all the other the results here. The results I just came up last Friday though, so it's no wonder why it has been considered as one of the most intense competitions here, having with a number of opposition parties. There are 192 candidates and a lot of surprises than, yeah, you know. Well, a point thing right here, this is one of the results here that I consider to be relating between, between the taste between the victory and defeat. So, as always, when you have the truth of victory and the agony, agony of defeat, there are some upsets and some surprises. Some of them are very happy, some of them are not. You know, I, during the election day, I, during the results though, I was quite a bit upset, but sometimes otherwise, it was also a bit surprised, with a exception though. So, Along the way here, I will be reviewing you the, based on the analysis on the post-general elections and so far I will tell you how, how the results on what really happened on the vote polling day on July 10th and coupled with a lot of some okays highs and downs here. I was going to tell you some of the highlights and some of the lowlights in the one plus some notable mentions in this election. So keep that in mind. So with that in mind, so let's get started. So, on the 10th of July, over 2.6 million voters from all across Singapore or in the 31 constituencies have already cast their vote and the turnout turns out to be quite higher than since the last election though with about 2.5 million voters have cast their votes here and in this election it was considered to be considered like technically the 2011 election as a watershed one because the election has also seen to be quite a bit more um have a lot of decisive votes one so all across singapore there has been a lot of vote swings all uh, everywhere though not only like 
Dr. Orni, I noticed that there are three constituencies with um three constituencies with the vote swing towards the PAP and the rest vote swings against the PAP. So I'm going to mention there are a lot of some highs and lows here, but I'm going to start up with the highs first. So the highs obviously is when the PAP managed to retain a super majority or thought they are going to compete against a, a number of um, key profile um, candidates uh, like the Progress Singapore Party and notably the Workers Party. But uh-uh. The votes are dropped by nearly 9%. Votes have actually dropped from 69.86 down to 61.24%. And, and they gather only 1.5 million votes here. So... I guess that this one is considered to be another low result since like 2011 results, but almost that close to breaking the all-time record though. But however, this election has since that, well, according to the Prime Minister Lee, he says that it was a respectable and broad-based support. But it wasn't a strong mandate that he he hopefully hoped for though and he said that he actually wanted to make sure that the mandate was taking responsibility to and to get through the safety over the COVID nineteen and and in another one one big move here we finally have the leader of the opposition named named as a official title which in the case was given to Pritam Singh of the Workers Party and this is the first time that they have actually officialized that title here because According to PM Lee, he said that he will need the appropriate staff support and resources to perform the role though. As you can see, there has been also other cases of the leader of the opposition like Jeremy Corbyn in the United Kingdom one. And then he also mentioned that uh, 24 out of the the so many candidates one will going to reinforce the renewal process. And so, but then the handing over to the new leaders one, he will say he will need to um make he will have to take some time here after the the crisis is over so i 
there has also been another factor results here relating to the to the circuit breaker and safe distancing especially the election department making a, quite a lot of uh, mistakes though um you mean there's a real mistake well i'm going to to describe in just a while later though but for now let's continue on with the, how the pap worked though so out of the 93 seats the pap has won 83 seats though but as i already said there has been some very marginal you know, here. there has been a lot of um, vote swing against the PAP here. So, there has been some key contests such as the Bukit Batok and the Bukit Panjang areas, but there, you can see that SDP has already started to getting a lot more a lot into the grabs here but they felt still felt very short from winning the elections though so Bukit Panjang they have been has the is has given a best result here in the in the in this election here having with 53.74% but is not really the all-time highest though. In another case here, we have also been seeing um, seeing a stronghold in the past, the West Coast GRC. So now when Tanjung Bo actually put up this election, we thought we might have been going to be seeing a lot more intensity in this election, right? wrong but because they actually put up the very tight match here by the time after the sample results it looks like it was proven accurate though because as soon as we thought it was only 52% right so you think that uh, it is going to be a recount or something no it turns out the West Coast won 51.69% of the votes. But this also gives away the largest swing this election here. And last time here is more than 77% of the votes. Now it is a huge swing from 26.88%. And this results the best performing non-elected constituency outside the outside those opposition elects one. And these also give away the two NCMPs they have actually confirmed on the 14th of July where they have been awarded to Assistant Secretary General Liang Man Wai and the assistant chairperson, vice chairman, Hesopua. So, consider them this was lucky. This was the first time 
time since 2015 we have uh, three opposition parties going to represent in the election in the upcoming 14th parliament it haven't been formed here though but it was considered to be a lucky one so now that they have been given away the ncmp so you're going to expect that west coast is going to see another huge showdown though maybe this world going to have a make another history on becoming the next Aljunit GRC which I'm going to cover it right now for the next party, the Workers' Party. Now, the Workers' Party, if you may thought that Sinkang GRC is going to be like, um, reminds you on the Pungo East by-election in 2013, well, it looks like the Dijabu just happened yet again and because it was quite a surprise hit though in uh, with a 52% vote against the ruling PAP though it has also successfully unseated a labor the prime minister office minister Ng Chi Ming and two of the, the, the parliament office holders as the senior parliamentary secretary Ahmed Amin and the and the senior minister of state Lam Bingbing and a new candidate Raymond so ouch and this was also historical because this also means that it was the first time this newly created G constituency BEGRC or SMC that has been captured by a opposition party so another bonus so in addition here they of Sinkang the Workers' Party managed to secure back the two constituencies of Aljunit and Hokang this time with a wider margin in of 59% of 59.93 and 61% respectively. So consider them this one has been an increase here, there has been also having an increased number of female opposition candidates plus female minorities here. So, I thought that you might have been expected that the PAP came in under fire about the Raisha Khan's, Khan's um, controversy, but then it actually pulls favor for Sinkang when there's a rising candidate called Jamas Lim actually make a lot of headlines lately over the debate though so consider to be saying that I shall warm his cockles yeah yeah something like that one 
And when it comes to the variables in the contested constituencies, get this. 50.49%. No, you don't. You, you never hear that wrongly, though. 50.49%. That, my brand, is a all-time record. This is the first time anyone, any opposition, have garnered 50% in a valid vote. What, though? The previous record was... Was you have to go back all the way to 1991, where the Chim Tongs Singapore Democratic Party gathered 48.55%. So this one is considered to be a huge record, or this time for the Workers Party. Though the last time the Workers Party's record. Back in 2011 was 46.55 something percent. So, but this time they managed to improve that. Not only was the vote, but also the number of seats. So, consider it to be one of the more historical one here, so that you can consider as make your vote count. So. Consider it as one of the more luckier one though. So, and this time we have the bigger, bigger fights here we see in the East Coast fight between a battle between the Deputy Prime Minister Heng Sui Kiet against a very formidable voice, Nicosia. Unfortunately, it did not come to fruition, though, because the East Coast plan prevailed. Hold, hold. Yeah, it also came into one of the most, one of the very tight fights, though, with a fifty-three point four one to a forty-six point five nine percent. Unfortunately, for the first time since the 2001 election, the Workers' Party is not going to give them any NCMP seats here. Which I say, it has been also awarded to the PSP's Hazel and Mengwai, both of the seats here. So... I'm going to cover the PSP quite soon here, but I'm going to bring you an, another analysis in the for the Workers' Party's case here. So, other than East Coast URC, they have also been defeated. So was Pungo West uh, and Marine Parade GRC though. But then, Tan Chen Chen's result here was the this time was the worst one though and it's only 39.03% one defeating the senior parliamentary secretary Sun Xueling's 60.97% 
So that also clearly stated that the Pasiris Pongo OGRC and its subdivision has been proved to be another safe seat. And among the safe seats though, there has there are only a few G there are only six GRCs with a seventy percent vote share though. So but the one with the best record one goes to for the second election in the row the Jurong GRC. With a seventy-four point six two percent, and the next highest among the next highest one, which is also the best scoring SMC, was Melvin Young's Young's Radin Mas SMC, also for the second straight election though. Um, but I thought that Amokyo GRCs has uh, dropped from um number 2 to the number 4 because they got 71.91% though. So, quite a lot of surprises lately though because elsewhere in the whole Singapore, the vote share has been keep on dropping like um, from the left to the right, from ba da 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 ba da 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 something. And so, it was likely because uh, the Jurong GRC is facing against a weak new party called the Red Dot United. So, actually, this has been proven with a lot more advantage for the PAP than than RDU to be accepted. Though. So, quite a big one though. Then there has been a lot of number of some comments, racist comments, so that's racist. <laughs> okay, so with that in mind though, I just going on to the next one here called the Progress Singapore Party though. So you think that maiden election one though, I wouldn't be surprised if there will be going to pull up a Singapore Democratic Party because it's also a Singapore party. Yeah, they filled the largest slate this time with 24 candidates across eight constituencies though. So now this one is going to be one of the most disappointing down lights though because none of the seats were won by the by the party though but as I already mentioned here the West Coast came in that close with uh 51.69% nearly ejecting SSO one and Desmond Lee out of out the out of the fray though so the next highest record one one goes to the also a very surprising new constituency to be accepted was Marymount SMC formed from a fraction of the Bishan Topayo GRC and I thought that when we see a 54, 46 I like oh my god that was 
one. It's a battle between the first female brigadier general Qian Xiaohuan against a veteran doctor Ang Yongguan. But the battle actually proved it quite as lean or quivery Taiwan because it came out to it came that really close to quite being the next headway area here, having won forty four point nine six percent of the votes. So consider it as one of the most um quite also one of the most um good fights they have in this area though. So marginal seats there has been quite a quite a freak number this time one including the including a marine parade and the Chuasukang GRC though. So the closer it was from the closer it was to the proximity of the headline line uh, team here the closer east to a very fierce fight though just to mind you though oh and a special mention to the Kibun Baru SMC here between Henry Quack and uh, Kayla Low but uh, sample counts come off from 68 down to 62.97 I mean like really seriously you um how come off percent you say it was within four percent right wrong this time the accuracy is off by five point zero three percent so most of the sample counts they either come with accuracy and not accuracy though but this year the elect the most accurate one goes to Aljunit GRC. Came with sixty percent of the sample votes, but the final result comes fifty-nine point nine three percent. So big win by the workers party, big win by the accuracy this time time. And for Tampanis it just also dropped a lot of numbers though. Thought it's still one percent though. This time the accuracy is zero point five nine percent. So down from zero point zero six here to zero point five nine percent. But it's still one of the most accurate results as of all time here so far. So Count that Northeast uh, PAP stronghold, uh, very consi formidable constituency to be exact. Okay, so I'm not very going to keep in detail for the other few fringe parties, but I'm going to go next year, which is Singapore Democratic Party. So I was quite very surprised on 
this election year, despite of what high they were that close to getting the average though and their constituencies though because um more likely Pile and um Liang Yinghua managed to pull up a very tight fight but neither of them come that close to having within 45-46% of the votes though and it's quite a bit painful to be exit though but trust me, heavy isn't for Sengkang GRC's election these two could have actually won them a NCMP just to be honest though so consider them it was one of the most um considered really one of the most big fights versus big guns here and it was also very interesting to be see so yeah so uh, I think consider that um, that Chi Sun Zhuan have improved a lot lately here since the return of Han in the 2015 election plus the by-election in 2016. So maybe consider them as was a one report card considering as a thumbs up and the leader even say they have ran a good campaign that focus on all the policies and issues, but they came up very short. I also want to give them a huge shout out on actually having a lot of preparations as they have actually started since last year and actually they say they think voters and they will continue to press on and hopefully they will do better next time so well well done criticizing or accusing PAP again to during the pandemic but I'm going to promise you that the next fight is going to be that very close one here you can see like Chosukang SMC now it's going to get us more Taiwan I'm going to do I'm going to swear that 2025 is going to be another popcorn fight you're going to witness though and I'm going to, I'm not going to cover the short parties here due to some time constraints here. Like the National Solidarity Party, the Singapore People's Party, the Democratic Alliance, Red Dot, and as well as the People's Power Party though. But Goming Singh against Tim Pele in the battle was quite Quite, you think that you think it's going to be hard since is he's a veteran yet to be lag wrong because they only see got the fit up in the McPherson area. So, oh shoot. The people's voice, I'm going to let them give a bit of time to digest and. 
a lot of laughing. Yeah, it's um, losing the deposit is not a laughing matter, but for us, we um, technically is a laughing matter for us though because there. The three victims here, one in the Jalan Besar, one in the Mount Patton, and one in Pasiris Pongo, which is also a trick on a fight, came that very close. You think like it's going to be a battle between, and then you're gonna expect it's going to be a tight one, like around 50%, 60%, and then there's one party got around 12%. Then, when the result came, then Pasiris Pongo come in on top with a 66% of the, with 64% of the votes. Yeah, this time he, this time being a trick on a fire one, the accuracy in the sample counts can also can get very off accurate. Like what happened in person, it came in that election's worst accuracy of 2.58. But Parseries this time around, the last time it has the best, almost the best accuracy of 0.11%. Now, it off by a percent to 64.15% in the accuracy of 63, so it's 1.15% up. So, this one is considered to be another shocking surprise one, but it's also very tight. Right. And among the the other opponents we have um and also considered to against the other opponents the only party they competed Singapore Democratic Alliance was got twenty three point six seven percent. So consider that this was Desmond Lee's last election, I think the party had been no stranger yeah, having having a record on having the the um, contestant in the Pasiris Pongo since two thousand and six. So I think that these efforts are still okay, but not enough. And just another one surprise I want to let you know. This was also the worst performing score, not counting any teams or candidates losing their deposits, which I'm going to mention People's Voice right now. So the People's Voice was that very close though, with only 12.18% and, and so just shy of 0.32%, that, that team ended up losing $67,500 deposit. So, you can say that the ELD can say 
Yay, we saved $67,500 so that we can actually do a lot of, of um, COVID-19 fun relief here. So, yeah. Actually, I don't know what was going to happen to the deposit, but given the factors that may have actually caused the deposit loss is one it could be due to um easy um one it could be due to the familiarity of the constituency and number two it could be due to um um it could be due to being a new party here so that could be the reason why people's voice end up losing their 67,500 deposit. Oh, wait, wait, wait. You mean 67,500? I thought it's 13,500. Yeah, you hear that very right though. But this is a 5-member GRC. So, 13,500 times 5. Full stop. Not gonna discuss the other parties though. Oh, and there is a sixth candidate also lost a deposit, and that is also a three corner five one. So, Jiang of the independent candidate has the worst record, worst result this year though. It's only 2.78% or 654 votes, so... So, unfortunately, that actually also had cost him $30,500, so... So, ELD got saved $90,000. Yay! Uh, not yay, to be exact. So, among the total valid votes, there are 2,489,793 votes, which converts to 98.19%. Out of which, about 45,000 votes has been considered invalid. So, and 115,000 ended up not voting. So, if you want to restore your name, please go to ELD and restore and you say, give us a very good reason why you didn't vote though. You must give a good reason, no excuses, if you want to keep your $50, okay? Alright. Now I'm going to go on the ELD part though, but as you can see here that this election is no like no like any other elections though because for the first time ever the elections has been extended their operating hours from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. This is because there has been a large number of crews here and also quite a lot of some some um, disposable gloves have to wear 
they are really saying such a handsome why have why the need of the gloves? Oh jeez. And then there has been other some some criticized here like one time I saw on the straight times there has been a forum member go and criticize the efficiency and then some senior voters also say yeah so many long queue I have to wait like at least an hour or like I am so sweating uh, can I go home now something like that and sometimes there has been also careless mistakes and yeah and given that this is the first time we've been using the, the electronic registration system don't even think that this can save a lot of time or some some or um, you can say like like convenience and all the stuff one but mind you though oh on a report happening on the 15th of july one voter from gimol oh, did not vote due to a glitch glitch yeah there has been a glitch not only was we the the voters press wrongly or the the officials press wrongly one but it was also due to the um, miscommunication though well fortunately the the voters ice identity was not compromised so yeah and actually they actually give that give the voter allowed to exempt them the $50 payment so count that voter lucky to be accepted alright and now I'm going to go on to the next part about the the NCMP store in this year's NCMP here we're starting from this year uh, under the current constitution there will be a at least 12 seats that must be occupied by the opposition though so the number of NCMPs we are going to be be offered is 12 minus number of elected MPs and this year we got 10 so there will be two NCMPs offer which they I going to tell you who they are. They were the PSPs is Hesopoa and Leong Mang Huai. Right, because they are two best performing scores for the West Coast GRC. Hey. Mind you though, even though that if the West Coast came out very short one, we could have our first first election since 1991 with no NCMPs because 15 is greater than 12. Well, I'm going to say that this is going to be a very tight one though, but 
you can see that there's a lot of like criticism saying that there is um poison chalice and some other saying that the scheme defeated their purpose though. So it's like what happened you saw when Lena Low was the NCMP when she narrowly got defeated in 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 Potom Passe but ended up not reelecting her for a second term though. That East Coast GRC was also the same though. It despite it also has a fierce contest, it came out that very it came out very short. So yeah. So I think that when it comes to opposition wipeout they say they wanted to know that democracy then later they mentioned it's um they wanted a alternate voice front so nowadays there has been a lot of government lately they have actually proved out very useful when it comes to the alternate voice and the use of shadow cabinets so that they can actually want to do own self do own self work yeah and then lately there has been a lot of other some some uh, controversies or issues such as the the mishandling COVID-19 and uh, 10 million population blank checks and a lot of discriminatory comments and racist comments and so everyone also actually falling against Hingsui Kia here because they say he was not ready for Prime Minister for a minority race because they keep on saying they keep on having a Chinese people, Chinese person here yeah guys i know that singapore is a multiracial country here here and according to to the pledge has here here regardless of race language or religion to build a democratic society based on justice and equality you hear that right isn't it and now finally i just want to mention i will bring up the post-election analysis here but according to some other the controversies though you know, in the past here the last time they have been also have also have been a factor of um, the reason of why they have a uh, worst performing results such as the the presidential election, the reserve elections, and the expiring HDB leases, and a lot of population and job policies and the rising cost of living, and that could might be the reason why PAP had 
drop their vote share and the increased number of elections. But this one, another reason that I also noticed about was the team for the Aljunie GRC and its best performing score is this was due to the fact that that um this was due to the fact that that it has been considered to be a new leadership for Pritam Singh here and it was more of um voting based on the quality of the candidates instead of looking through their profiles though. So mind you though there there has been um workers party have elected more more people like lawyers, uh, law firms and even um um quite a lot of um uh company CEOs here and businessmen. Mind you though Pritam Singh is also a a former SAF officer and also a law also a lawyer. So was JB Jenneram. Lothar Khan was a business businessman. Silverlim was a lecturer and a, also a lawyer here. Same was was the retiring Chen Shou Mao here. Here, so consider that the swing was high here. This was could be due to due to the minority candidates, which include Leon Pereira and Garo Giam, both of which were previously NCMPs is finally getting their chance to be elected though. And speaking of, of their chance, this year the NCMPs will also be given a full vo voting right during the election here like as like other MPs though which previously they were only limited to in the past constitution. So, consider that you have to voice your next move here. Actually, this was also considered to be a appropriate report cut uh, during the for the thirteen general uh, for the last thirteen general election for the thirteenth parliament. And there you have it here, that's the end of the post-election review by the Friendship Fit here. And please keep in mind though that these are only based on a personal analysis by the group here. So just mind you though that now that the elections are already over, so like what can I generally say? They get the government they desire, so they deserve, so we don't want to hear any complaints. It's, there's no point even covering cobble just for the sake of it.
I know that calling a election during during a certain crisis has been considered to be be something emotional or some wanted to be a mandate seeker but please just to let you know though that elections is just elections and if people want a voice they wanted a voice voice so now that they have been already been elected under the section 49 subsection 7a paragraph e of the parliamentary election act so with that in mind though that now that the elections is done though now you already seen that PAP has been united and not divided but we still have to accept a lot of divided here and the loss here the agony the agony of defeat here which is for the case of the team in the Singkang GRC by Ng Chiming Do. This was likely I already mentioned because there has been Pongo East is SMC inside here. So this one could be the signal why the why the PAP lost that one though. And Actually, this one could be also because that there has been a lot of new candidates. 73 of them this year. And this one could be also about the end of the current era because there has been also have been a number of our candidates also withdrawing in from the election such as second Prime Minister and Emeritus Senior Minister Go Chotong, as well as the former opposition leader Lao Tia Kiang, here, who is also the longest serving opposition MP here, as well as Transport Minister and Coordinating Minister Common One, and three other ministers. So Maybe this one could be a signal of new changes and new new style here or maybe this could be also the reason why they have um across the worldwide here there has been a lot of uh vote share keep on dropping dropping like um seal or something one. With that in mind on uh, I will like you to I will leave you voters and I mean our viewers and our listening to the podcast one I give you a chance for you to reflect the actual results for the general election. So what do you guys think? Do you think that PAP should have deserved a 14th parliament or do you think that the oppositions can do even better do you think that they have democracy or do you think 
that even though a PAP will have been elected, they should be improving on their own democracy. So I'll let you all guys see. If you have any other questions here, you can also post down to our comments and give us um, give us your thoughts on what do you think during this election and what guys you expected for the 14th parliament so hopefully when after the 14th parliament came here and after the next five years though maybe this could also change here so maybe there has been a lot of other game changers or maybe a lot of other potential potentially new candidates high and low uh, profile and low profile key pro key person maybe this one is considered to be another david versus goliath battle so until then i'll see you again on the on the next podcast here and once again, congratulations to all the 93 candidates elected this election and the other two NCMPs as well. So until then, please remember to take care and stay safe over the COVID-19 